Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Tom. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. And I'm Harvey Gladden. All right, welcome back to another episode of Do the Right Film. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy uh, listening, make sure you're uh, hitting that uh, subscribe button, as they say. Smash that like. Smash that like. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you can like podcasts on iTunes or any podcast app. You can. You can, hard, you can hard things. Well, you can like favorite it for your own library, I guess. But yeah, subscribe either way. Smash that favorite. Uh, also, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, what, what about you, Android guys? Uh, what, how does that work? Are you li- why are you staring at me? What do you, mean? you? Like, <laughs> like reviews wise, if people with Androids can't leave reviews on iTunes, why are you asking? Like, we're part of another country. Like, you are. Okay. Tell us what happens on the other side. Well, anyways, uh, this week we're going to be talking about a movie called The Little Stranger. This is starring Donald Gleason. You may or may not uh heard of it i'm not sure because i didn't hear about it until you guys suggested it. <laughs> i love it uh and we also have a topic um this week we're gonna be talking uh now correct me if i'm wrong we're gonna be talking historical dramas you're wrong okay events that we'd like to see historically fuck <laughs> i don't know it's it's basically events in history that we'd like to see have its own movie like it could be shit that happened maybe like even a year ago about okay interesting so it's like uh yeah all right historical events that we'd like to see made into a movie um i hope you guys got some good picks i hope you make up for any bad pick that i might have and yeah that's uh that's about it let's get into uh the show uh how was everybody's week so far sean how was your week um i stayed in for most of the week i think harvey and i skated once earlier on i saw that you saw it? Yeah. She came over and said hi. Yeah, I didn't want to. It was actually like the most hottest and humid day ever. Brutal. Wasn't the first three days of this week horrendous? It was disgusting. Yeah. And it was the last two days when, it was Wednesday, amazing. Wednesday was incredibly hot for yeah, New York. It was, it was like brutal. 95 and, But yesterday and today was like the like nicest, calmest, breezy day ever. Mm-hmm. So weird. But uh, yeah, for the most part, stayed in um, and just been hanging out and being a piece of shit. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah, that's it. Damn. What about you, Steve? How was your How was your week? Uh, I'm very tired from work. Uh, what else is new? Yeah. Uh, filmed some shit, which was pretty dope. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, no, it's been a very, very quick week. Uh, I cooked. You guys want to know what I cooked this week? Mm-mm. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get into it right now. Jesus. But uh, no, it's been a very chill week. A lot of movies. I kept my promise from last week, so you better better get ready. Okay. I'm going to drop a, a hot review. Hot review? Yeah. I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Um, is it something that I love? No. I, I'm pretty sure you completely forgot about it. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure you're not pulling some stunts like you usually do. I never pull stunts. That American honey stunt is what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah. What about you, Harvey? How was your week? My week was pretty good. Yeah. I um, I worked. I was, how was work? Work was good. Working like a dog. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, been doing some more voice acting, so that's been working out pretty well. Um, can you tell us about your new project? Um, uh, not really. Oh, okay. But great. I, I am doing an English accent, and it's uh, it's been fun. But it's been like kind of double the work, you know. 
Um, and I'm not seeing that. Uh, Compensation. Hey, yeah, listen, that, that man. When you, that's the thing. It's all about your, the art. The art. So this is this is this is your journey. This is your truth. And maybe find a new uh, passion know. in life. That's what every chief producer tells people. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. All that sounds crazy. Like crazy talk. Uh, but yeah, it was a good week overall. It was really hot. Like you guys mentioned. Try to stay out the sun. Oh, yeah. I did get a little darker, though. I noticed I, that. I, no, I definitely noticed. Yeah. Oh, word? Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice. Hmm. Racist. Is that racist? <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see color. You've always been dark I, to me. I got, a, <laughs> I got a little darker, too. Sweet. Kind of see it. Uh, okay, cool. You can see in my arms. How about you, Shomo? My week was uh, very uneventful. Actually, it was kind of... It wasn't uneventful. It was just hectically busy for no reason. Um, nothing in particular. Just random shit and uh, work and all this stuff and panic attacks and things like that. Um, of course, of course. So, um, yeah, I didn't get a lot done as far as movie watching goes. And I... I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm, you should be. Yeah. Uh, that, that That's pretty much it, man. Um, I'm doing some editing now. Where? Uh, what are you working on? Uh, it's a film. I don't know if I, I should be talking about it yet or we should wait. Okay. Okay. Keep keep project secretive. Yeah. It's up to it's up to the uh, the writer director who's in this room. It's yeah. our project that we did. We're finished. Sean was finishing it up, going through some shit. Yes, we will. When, once we're satisfied with it, we'll, we'll announce it. You say, "Once." Yeah, I heard "once." <laughs> once I said "once." Said "once." once. We Quite both people. heard. We both heard "once." Yeah, once. Once. <laughs> That's a word, though, right? Uh, from whence upon he. From once again. Uh, <laughs> White people. Uh, you've been watching White. period pieces and shit. Yeah, and too many period pieces. <laughs> I should mention the movie we watch is a period piece. Did I mention that? I don't know. No, 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 no. That, that's pretty much it. Uh, wh- what happened last week? Let's talk movies. Who lost that game again? Was it Steve? Steve? I did. Oh, my God. Yeah, you've been losing a lot. Coming in, coming in hot. Yeah, sorry. I just had a sip of delicious uh, bodega coffee, so I'm like in the zone right now. You know, all that fucking sugar they put in it? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I had control, which is... Oh, yeah? It's interesting when they give you that power. Yeah. So I put a little bit of sugar. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you drink it black? Uh, Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like add milk. I don't. That sounds terrible. I do cream. Really? Yeah. Cream what cream. kind of cream? Hazelnut. Okay, do you right coffee? Do, uh, <laughs> I, I was waiting. Sometimes for I'll Harvey do like uh, some nice uh, organic Valley half and half, <laughs> just like a little dab of it. Mm-hmm. I gave up on coffee actually. You did? Yeah, a while ago. What just let you down? Choice. I mean, coffee's been a big industry for a long time. You're just like, well, it's not like you're giving up on like a new technology that like you don't think is going to work. I don't work. get this cell phone shit. <laughs> like I'm done. Like it's like coffee's going to leave you in the dust, Harvey. <laughs> People are still going to drink it. I'll be alright. All right. What uh what'd you watch, Steve? What'd you lose? I totally forgot. Europa Report. Oh, right, Europa right. It's a random Report. ass movie. I know. Yeah, right? super random. Uh so let's jump right into it. It was uh released in ter- uh 2013, directed mm-hmm. by Sebastian uh Cordero, stars Shalto Copley. Which is I didn't know at all, which threw me off. I was like, "What the fuck is he doing Fucking here?" Fucking prunes. Uh, you know what? He didn't have his accent. That's a goddamn shame. It was because I would have loved to hear that accent. Uh, and then we have Daniel Wu and some other people that I. It's a very small cast. It's like a total of five people. Uh, and it basically revolves around a small crew of astronauts who are sent on a private mission to Jupiter's fourth moon. 
and the moon is obviously called Europa. Uh, and I would like to say that that was it. Like the movie, just like you know, they get there and nothing goes wrong, and you know they had a great trip. They come back and everyone's happy. Everyone's but, wearing Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, but that definitely didn't happen. This movie. Uh, so this is interesting because Harvey didn't tell me much about this, but I've always heard about this movie for years now, and. It's basically a found footage, like a mockumentary. I got what you were saying now once I started watching it. It's kind of like a documentary slash found footage Is it? film. Yeah, it's like... Like what we do in the shadows? In a way, because... So how the way they frame the story is... The cameras. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of like make it out as a documentary, like showing the footage that they found on the uh, on this like trip to uh, Europa. And the, all the shots are basically... You know, helmet cams, the cameras that are inside the uh, the ships. And it sounds, it could sound terribly boring for most people, but I found this super engaging. It was super tense. There was moments where I actually like, I think this, I think this did something which I find it very hard for most found footage movies to do is like actually make me give a fuck about the characters. Like I actually cared what happened to them. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, I think overall, like this is a surprising gem that i think most people have missed out on oh yeah. i've missed yeah. out on yeah like sure. i think a lot of people have it's like it's how does it see compare it, to uh sunshine uh i don't even want to put it in the same caliber just because it's a different style it right. definitely is but a like lot. as far as like tension and you know concept oh uh, you know what with little with the little amount of like action that does happen at first, because it really is a slow paced kind of, it's a slower like science fiction movie. It comes in at like an hour and thirty, but how the way the like the stakes are drawn out are such a like snail's pace, it probably doesn't reach that level as like Sunshine does. But I still think it does get the job done, just because it does revolve around a small crew. With just like one yeah. goal in mind. Plus, this story is more like a straight story. Yeah. In terms of like uh, uh, sunshine, it's it builds on characters and like yeah. the ambiguity of what's going on with everyone. Yeah, there's the, there's a little bit more where, where this is. It's pretty straightforward. Like all these people on this ship, there's no mystery behind who they are. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. kind of figure out who they are in their own interactions with other crew members. What the interesting part comes to the play is like what happens once they get close to Europa or when they actually land on it and like how it all kind of like I guess you can say goes to shit <laughs> uh, but I highly I honestly highly recommend this movie to uh, to people who, who enjoy science fiction films uh, the one thing I did <laughs> I don't think it's a gripe I, it's but I would say it's just like I can see people not liking this at all, though, in terms of, like, if they're, like, on Netflix and they're just trying to find a quick watch and they put this on, I can just already see, like, the red box reviews of just, like, this movie's stupid. This movie's slow. The red box reviews. That's the why only you, thing I think... Pull, I'll pull one up while you talk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't have much to say other than uh, I really actually enjoy this film. I, I thought the tension was really well done, especially since it's, like, small stakes. It's not, like... It's not, like, these, like, huge... For a science fiction film, it's actually very just simple and down down to earth. It sounds weird to say about a, a movie that takes place in space, but you know the stakes are not that ridiculous. It seems all practical. All the conflicts that they go through, all all the like trials, it just makes sense because like anything can go wrong, especially in that environment. Uh, so, I, w- I would say like not a lot of people get into this if you're not fans of uh, science, like slower pay science fiction films 
I'll say that much. Bad news. What? Not not available. Redbox. Oh reviews. fuck. But I I'm telling you right now, I can already see like a Redbox review is like this shit's slow. Don't rent. Zero stars. But I will argue, I would say, do rent. Well worth a watch if you're into science fiction. If you're if you want to watch a fucking found footage movie done right, I would say that. Because it really does uh that weird subgenre justice. And it works for this uh with this story beat or this like these stories. So highly recommend. Three and a half. Cool. Three and a half? Yeah. That's upsetting. I was hoping there was a red box review. Yeah. That could be a good segment. You know you know the thing is, like <laughs> I would love to like I really wanted to like loved it love it more, but I, I think it does near the end. I think it kind of loses me a little bit, which I mean it it happens from time to time, but overall kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you would like it a lot. Word. I I would say I you should, with space and shit. I think you should watch it, and I think you should uh, watch it for Shelter Copley and his American accent. Mm, that's uh, that's off putting. He plays a great dad. He's a dad in this movie. Mm. You just you just strain me further away here. Really? Scaring me. Really? I need my Charlto. Charlto. With his, with his uh, ridiculousness, like when I saw, I think the last thing I saw him was Hardcore Henry. He was in Hardcore Henry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Not a bad movie that Hardcore Henry. <laughs> Not a bad movie. Cool. Did you watch anything else? Yeah. You want to talk oh, about he's it got a smirk. What is it? Oh, Jesus it's a rewatch. Christ. So, uh, it's, not a, it's either a rewatch or just not a real movie. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? It's probably like a fucking like, re-release of a, a fucking... Of a 30-minute documentary. Or some shit, or, yeah. About so, butterflies. Or a YouTube video. I don't know. A YouTube video? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I watched his YouTube video last I, night. An uh, ad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, have you guys seen this ad? I mean, the cinematography. Uh, so, uh, so, remember our conversation last week? About uh, my choice for Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah. And remember I said... Oh, oh, you, oh, okay, great. Yes, this is good. So why don't you explain it? This is good. So last week we had a, a very interesting topic about Ryan Gosling and regarding uh, like what what romantic... What was it? Ro- what Rom-com. romantic comedy we would replace the lead with Ryan Gosling. And I was thinking... It, yeah. I'm sitting here smirking the whole time because I'm thinking I'm the most clever person in the fucking world. And then I realized, like, oh, this movie already exists. So I was going to take Ryan Gosling and put him in Mannequin. But then I thought about it. I'm like, that's just basically Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. Well, it's pretty different, but. Yeah, a little All bit. Right. So so what happened was we were confused about Mannequin. We couldn't remember shit about it. And then you, you upheld a deal to rewatch it and like yeah, fill, was, fill us in what the fuck the story is. This fucking movie is bonkers. Like, <laughs> like, all right, the first 20 minutes, first five minutes. Mannequin. I was so confused. Okay, so I'm just going to, I'm not, this is not really a review. It's more or less me filling in the gaps because I read the first sentence of, uh, of the mannequin thing and it basically said the mannequin was from ancient Egypt and she is now in a in a store like as a window placement and I'm just saying like dude this doesn't make any sense how would that happen it, I still don't know <laughs> no so this is how it starts alright so we have the main character Kim Control and she is like she it starts off in Egypt and her mom's upset with her because she doesn't want to get married and then she prays to the gods She's like, ah, please get me out of the situation. And then a flash of light comes and takes her away. 
So I'm thinking like, just wait, I thought they cursed her to become a mannequin and that's why she is now a mannequin. But no, they take her from her point in time and throw her into the future. But the main character, the main lead, ends up making a mannequin that she ends up turning into. See where I'm getting lost here? Are you? Because this is the same information that was doled out. It sounds like somebody made this while they were on drugs. It, it, a lot of drugs. You would, you would think that maybe they would curse her to live forever until she finds true love, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. As a story? No. They were like, no, fuck that. We were going to teleport her through time. Who? So you end up... Kim Cattrall's character, the mannequin. No, but who teleports her? The gods. No. Oh. Ancient Egypt, Egyptian gods. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, this is some special kind of fucking crazy, man. I feel like a special kind of crazy that only existed in the 80s when just like cocaine and just like anything went in Hollywood. It's like someone just walked in a room and was like, hey, I have a great idea. We have a mannequin. We have a guy. He falls in love with her. And it's just like... Any sex scenes? Uh, yes. Oh, great. Uh, there like is it. some awkward... So, this is what throws me off about the lead. Uh, he was uh, the lead in Pretty in Pink. He played the love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name. I don't think it's really that important. Because I hopefully... Insert love 80s white male actor here. Yeah, generic white guy. Um, yeah. And he... The thing is, he works at a mannequin shop where he builds mannequins. And he's like weirdly attached to one of the mannequins. And he's just like... He sees her at a store, and he's like, oh, I remember building you. You're my favorite thing. I, I was like, it's weird. I guess you fall in love with your creations, I guess. And then she comes to life. So I'm thinking, like, this motherfucker is off his rocker. Like, no one just says things like that who is just like a, has, like, a normal baseline. He's just, he, like, and crazy. Put, and then he puts his wiener in her. Yeah. Uh, he, they, they end up making out. They end up, obviously, having sex. But then in between all this, he... He be, ends up becoming vice president at the store that he used to dress up the mannequins in, and then everyone knows that he has a relationship with the mannequin, and everyone's super cool with it. So all his employees oh, it's like know her, where like they normalize like being dating your OS. Yeah. Oh, uh, this movie's fucking wild, guys. Like the first five minutes threw me for a loop, and I was tr- still trying to figure out how the time worked like she said oh we also end up finding out that she didn't jump forward just to his time she's been teleported throughout history mm-hmm. and we don't know why yeah yeah i've i've Dude. pulled up on youtube <laughs> uh this mannequin fantasy from this movie she's pretty attractive for a mannequin well i mean when the when she's human here. oh yeah kim, kim control is pretty attractive yeah i never that. realized it yeah, i never pretty... watched any of her movies you ever seen her in porkies Oh, right, right, right. Every girl was attracted to me when I watched Porky's because I was a 14-year-old with a boner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude. Um, but she just... I would, I, would say, I would say watch the first five minutes, and I think, that, and I think oh. it'll be enough. Ooh. He's just fantasizing about so, this, uh, this mannequin. Uh, so you enjoyed this movie? No, I was kind of hungover watching it. Not hungover, hungover. You know when you kind of wake up and you're groggy? Yeah. And you're just like Every laying in morning, bed? Yeah. Uh yeah, that was me, and I don't know how I feel about anything that I watched today. Okay, I felt violated, kinda. Okay, and I feel like people in the '80s were doing some special kind of cocaine that I kind of wish we had all, all had access to. So it gives these bonker ass ideas. I don't want these ideas in my head. <laughs> I don't want no part of that. 
Uh, so yeah, if you guys ever are curious, oh, that's Andrew McCarthy. Right, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Pretty in pink. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he has a very weak upper lip? Because I feel like he does. I don't know. That's all white people know. do. No, he's. I feel like he just has definitely has one. No, uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'm ashamed that there's no hardcore penetration in this, uh, this scene, but it's okay. I mean... So wait, the sex that, scene though is that's it, what you're disappointed about. Not is he actually having a, sex with a, white with a mannequin, or is it I she has already transformed to a real girl? She's a real person. That's she's lame. supposed to be like an Egyptian princess. She's yeah, she's she's, she's white and she's white. Yeah, and her, that's and her, what I like. And her mom's white. Yeah, Hollywood. Uh, I just find it extremely funny. There's a great montage scene in this movie as well, where they where she like she turns on a stereo. She's like, "Where's all the music coming from?" And then they do a, I would say a 15 minute montage of them dancing around the store with different outfits. So yeah, that happens. Got him. All right. Sorry for the interruption. No worries. Um, cool. Five stars. Yeah, it's a five star. I think everyone should go watch it right away. All right, sweet. Cool. Uh, what about you? Have anything else? Uh, no. I think I think that that was my week. Europa report. Uh, mannequin. Maybe add something else. <clears throat> Who wants to go next? Harvey, you go. Fuck. <laughs> what? We're <laughs> fucking yawning and shit. Kind of show a little enthusiasm. Jesus Harvey, you go. <laughs> Some energy. Um, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go. He says. Um, what'd you watch? I watched a movie called Veronica. Uh, Wait a second, sounds uh familiar. Is this the horror movie? Yeah, it is a horror movie. I saw it. I mean, I saw it. When? Uh, a couple weeks ago on Netflix. Oh, yeah. uh, I've been wanting to see this. Tell us how it is. Really? Yeah, I saw a trailer for it. Um, okay, yeah, it's a um, it's a Spanish horror film. Uh, it came out in 2017. Directed by this guy named uh, Paco Plaza. Stars some uh, young Spanish actresses that... Um, I've never seen before. They're all pretty young in this movie. It's a... Here's a synopsis. During a solar eclipse, young Veronica and her friends want to summon the spirit of Veronica's father using a Ouija board. However, during this session, she loses consciousness and soon it becomes clear that the evil demons have arrived. Um, Harvey, I have a quick question. What's up? Is there ever a scenario in any horror movie that using a Ouija board and summoning anyone... Especially during a solar eclipse, I mean, do you think anything good ever happens? Like, usually, it, usually it goes pretty bad. Um, do you feel like, as a horror fan, if something like like to change convention, like if there's something does good happen, like I'm just curious. Like I feel like it's just always the bad thing, and people never learn. Um, when I was a kid, my friend and I would uh, we try to summon demons <laughs> with a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Me and my friend uh, Sean in his room. Okay, what's your take on it? Do you believe in it? Well, nothing happened at all. Like nothing, no movement. No movement at all. That's because none of you are moving it, dude. That's hilarious, <laughs> dude. I can just see you guys in a basement and you have candles lit. And his dad walks down. He's like, he's like, Sean. And he looks. <laughs> you both just fucking summoning shit. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Harry. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be interesting if something interesting happened, like a. A cool ghost came out, like the ghost of Richie Valens or some shit. That'd be kind of tight. <laughs> um, I'd make that. I w- I'd I'd watch that. I watch that movie for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so this movie centers around uh, obviously the lead character. Her name is Ver- Veronica. Uh, Veronica. She's uh, she's a high school student. Her dad uh, died a few years prior, I believe. We don't really understand or get any information surrounding his death. However, uh, she lives with her mother and her, I believe there's two sisters and a little brother. And Veronica basically takes care of all of them because her mom has to work really long hours at the uh, bar that I believe she owns, or at least she manages. She works really long hours and can't really take care of her kids. So Veronica, being the oldest sibling, has to take care of the family, cook the meals, stuff like that, get them ready for school. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pretty burnt out. She uh, obviously isn't very happy uh, currently. So um, she misses her father quite a bit. Um, so she decides that she should use a Ouija board to summon the spirit of her father so that she can talk to him and tell him how much she misses him and stuff like that. They do it in the basement of their uh I believe it's a Catholic school. Um, it's a very creepy basement. seems like the worst possible location to, just to do doing, a seance or whatever. Yeah, they're just doing but, this under the worst circumstances. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, truly. But they do it in the, during a solar eclipse. They they Yeah, they really boned it there. They the, the, It was like a fucking perfect storm of, uh, of I don't know, demon shit happening. Like, this is the worst possible <laughs> location. And, Some fucking solar and eclipse they, basement. They, they did it as the solar eclipse was happening. Um, it's interesting, too, because uh, they create this lore. I, I forget who, who says it. I believe she reads it in a book or something that uh, says that when... An, it's like an old lore that says when a uh, solar eclipse happens, it's like like a gateway or something or... Or, or a reflection of evil from Earth, or opening a gateway to hell, and I don't know why, but yeah, they decide to do it then, and um, they end up uh, calling something else that's not her father, as these things, as they usually go, and um, Veronica is tormented by images and uh, weird happenings uh, from this demon that has come to collect her soul and the souls of her siblings. Um, this movie does some pretty interesting things, like stylistically, uh, that I was not expecting. It's it's um, there's a lot of interesting shots that reminded me of uh, of like old Technicolor ghost stories from like the 70s and early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, like in terms of like, I don't know how to really explain it, but like m- even moments that are like uh, scenes that we see the Veronica like moving from place to place there'll be these like distance shots or like these really close up like shaking shots but there's like this this music behind it sort of like this synth-based music not so heavy like uh it follows but like this upbeat like carpenter-esque and like in halloween similar but not really not that pronounced no more like a like old melodramatic uh melodramas Mm. from the uh, 70s and 80s so it's like pretty interesting uh in terms of that um it also has these really abstract shots that uh that that kind of morph into her walking across like pages and stuff there's like just a lot of things that i didn't expect like stylistically in this movie that i actually ended up ended up enjoying and um i think this does a really good job of uh building tension and uh and uh pacing itself really well i was impressed with that um we don't get everything up front you don't get these in 
these ridiculous jump scares from uh, from weird fucking demons and shit with faces. Sounds and sounds with, like with scary faces and stuff. It's more of a just the atmosphere slowly changes over the course of the movie. Um, things that she's able to easily dismiss as being strange at first, and um, until she's just tormented slowly and um, like increasingly over over the the course of the movie and um i think the tension builds really well and it it um it gets pretty fucking scary towards the end if i'm honest um this movie did manage to actually creep me out which was which was pretty impressive because it's pretty hard for, for me to get scared by anything you're a big boy yeah, that scares you. I, I just watch too many of these fucking movies and i know what's gonna <laughs> happen but yeah this one did manage to kind of give me some chills actually and i i think that was that was great that's that's um, good. That's exciting because I feel like yeah. I don't know. I saw the trailer. I'm like, this looks pretty looks pretty interesting. I kind of want to give it a watch. And uh, no, it seems like stuff that's right up my alley. I was we were watching the trailer for uh, what was that fucking movie that's coming out? Uh, the Nun. The and it nun. has like a cheap jump scare and like that's Where she's the one. like looking back at the nun and then the one just comes to yeah. tackles her. Yeah, like <laughs> a full blown tackle. Yeah, and those. I hate that shit. Like it, I jump. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm just prone to jumping when something just loud out of nowhere pops up. I think those those are cheap. Those are super effective, but they are very cheap. Ultimately, once you, you know, that that shit gets played out really quickly. And um, I think when a movie can build tension over a long period of time, I think the ending um, is so much more satisfying because usually that's uh, when the actual true terror happens. And I think just building that tension throughout the movie makes that so much more satisfying instead of just these cheap jump scares throughout the movie and i think that veronica did a really nice job of doing that um i think the character was uh written pretty well and i think she was pretty well acted by the young actress i don't know her name but um she did a nice job of um playing a pretty convinced like convincing um victim she uh, was genuinely terrified, and she was terrified for her, not only for herself, but for her siblings, too, for her sisters and her little brother, and uh, ultimately came down to her wanting to protect them more so than her own life, and I think uh, that added that added an, an extra, like, uh, dynamic to the movie that, that really uh, allowed me to become invested in it, and uh, it was a nice little horror movie. I would give it probably a three and a half out of five. Okay. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, that's good on yeah. your horror scale. That's uh, that's up there. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, Tom, does that interest you? Does this this horror movie sounds like something you would uh? But on you should watch it. Jump um, on. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I saw this funny letterbox review. <laughs> On this movie, that Let said, me hear this shit. said it, I don't, I don't, I can't find it, but it, this is not gonna be verbatim. But it basically said this movie wasn't even that scary. I swear, white people just get scared when people aren't speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's great. Um, oh my god, they're coming for oh, our jobs. So I watched another movie, but I'm not really gonna talk about it because it was a rewatch. And um, Shomo, do you remember saying? Um, Oh, this is the entire reason why I watched this movie, but you said something along the lines of California's beautiful San Fernando Valley. You remember saying that? Yeah. California's beautiful San Fernando Valley. And now, 
Yeah, I have yeah. no idea why I said that. Yeah, yeah, and it bothered me for a whole fucking week, and I had to figure out wh- where it came from. I don't think I... And I finally remembered it was have I Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. There's no way. Dude. I've Man, never that's a deep well, cut, Tom. That's like a weird... Tom, that had to have been a I had to... Well, I, I guess that's where I knew. How it from. did you find find this out? Was it by accident? I was no, I was fucking thinking about it for like three days, literally. But how'd three you days. settle on? Oh, that's weird. How'd you settle on Ghostbusters two? Because I knew it had to be Bill Murray. I knew it was Bill Murray, but I really? didn't know what. You know what's crazy? Because when he said it, and the, for some reason, the only person I've I've I thought saying it was too. like Bill Murray. It was Bill Murray. And Definitely like a Bill two, Murray. And I watched the whole fucking movie. I was just it, thinking, and it, and it happened, and he says. I can't remember the context of the situation, but he said, California that, is beautiful, San Fernando this is, Valley. This is strange. <laughs> have but, you, just uh, wait. It would be strange I, if you've never seen I, Ghostbusters 2. Have I you seen? I don't think so. If I have, I was a kid. Damn, no dude, that's way. Like, that, you pulled it all. You I really don't think that. that's it. I, I, that must have been said elsewhere, and my brain stored it. I don't know. That's wild, man. That's wild. But anyways, yeah. Ghostbusters 2 held up. It's great. Um, <laughs> Still good. It's a good movie. Still good. Did you see the remake or the reimagine or whatever the fuck? The one reimagine, whatever they call it. Now. Yeah, the one with the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got it's got. What you said it though with the women. I mean, it's got women in it. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. How did you feel I, about that? I, I thought it was okay. I didn't. It's. It, I mean, obviously, it wasn't as good as the first one. I don't think it could have been that in any situation. But I think it was solid for what it was. Um, I laughed a few times. I mean, it wasn't the best thing, but it was all right. I haven't seen it. I was I like a three out of five, I guess. Oh, damn. Yeah. Loved it. I felt the same about it. Yeah. Um, Kate McKinnon usually makes me laugh. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah, she's always pretty good. Um, I think they could have done a lot more with it, but it was all right. Um, who wants to go next? I guess I just wait. I already went. Yeah, Tom. What are talking about? <laughs> Sean? Well, let, me, let me go um, with this and say I have bad news, guys. Oh I, man! I, are you? This is a Steve. Oh move. man! This is a Steve move. Right? Oh man! <laughs> um, but I watched oh, half man. of a movie. No, <laughs> that's that's What's even the worse. Movie? <laughs> it's it's funny uh, the movie that I watched. Half Money of, talks. No. Oh. <laughs> it, it's funny that um we're actually doing this topic because it actually pertains to this topic. You ever just watch a movie solely based on what it's about, not who yeah. made it? Yeah. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I didn't finish it because I got tired and ran out of time. And, Can you just give us a title? And- uh, Valkyrie. Okay. You never seen Valkyrie? Nah, I just always like just I saw it on Redbox a lot, and I almost rented. <laughs> oh, just it. wait! I thought you said you went, you saw it on a Redbox, and like you rented. No, I always Redbox. when it first came out, I was like, I'm curious to know that story. Um, but I didn't finish it. No. Well, and, and I just kind of had a weird week where I just didn't get a chance to just sit down for two hours and watch a movie. Nice, hey, man. nice, nice. Yeah. How do you feel about it so far? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how, what are your initial thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I haven't I'm like se- four, I haven't, 30, I haven't seen 40%. Either. I haven't seen this it. either. Uh, so far, it's pretty... Tom Cruise, right? It's not very stylized. It's, yeah, Tom Cruise's... Does what, he run? What I'm confused by is, like, I guess I need to watch more or learn more. Um, why is everyone... It's a weird up? movie. Who's director? Brian Singer. Yes, yeah. but what's going on with the accents? Just like, do they have accents? Like they're they're supposed to be German, but they're spies. But why do they have British accents? It's weird. Yeah, I remember that was a big controversy when they made this movie, like the fact that like they're not actually German actors. But he speaks like, German, and yeah. then they switch to British English. Is that? I don't know. That's well, a. I th- 
I don't know. I think that that's a that's a problem with like all those fucking movies about like Greeks and Spartans and shit. And they oh yeah, they all have, have English, fucking English, English accents. accents. <laughs> Except they're doing it like way too fucking late now, like nineteen forties, <laughs> and they've got it's fucking like American English actors that also playing them as well. <laughs> that's really dumb. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. At first, I was like, wait a second, are they a group of British people who are actually Nazis? But I don't think so. Yeah, confusing. Um, no, he was a real any, German. The who was this based on? Is there any great scenes of Tom, like running or yeah. any action stuff? Is he fighting like, anyone? The only action scene I just saw was him getting. God, like, I remember ambushed. thinking this movie was brutal. Like bad? <laughs> yeah. Really? Fuck. Yeah, I, I saw it in theaters. So a couple finish. people. It was notoriously bad when it came out. I remember. Yeah. Motherfucker. This got, got panned. You got to finish it, Tom. <laughs> Can I just read the wiki page of the actual event? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me, man. Right. I apologize to anybody who's hoping for my hot take on something. I won't go through everything I watched in the last two weeks, obviously, since I wasn't here. I saw something you watched that me and Harvey watched. Yeah, so I'll talk about that. Um, I did get to finally watch a movie that I've been eager to see, which is Upgrade. Um, Stem. Okay, so I'll say this. I liked Upgrade quite a bit. Uh, I would say the best word to describe this movie is fun. This movie is fun. I think the movie really picks up for me is that was that first fight scene. Uh, I won't say what he does, but uh, that scene in the house. And do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the first uh, yeah. shock. Of I think the... I was like, "What the fuck?" That shit was amazing, and the cinematography involved with that scene was uh, surprising. I didn't think this movie could pull off. Um, you know what they eventually uh, achieved. Budget, yeah. yeah, the one thing I would say that runs throughout the movie, I would I think I don't I don't remember what you guys said at all about this movie, but I would say this movie is overly predictable, like to the mm. point where I'm yeah. like, does the director know that we fucking know? Like it's weird, and the relationships in this movie, every character relationships uh, that's bouncing off of each other is so uninspired, especially the first like. 20 minutes with uh the lead and his wife it is so badly written like their conversation just their overall interaction towards each other is so brutal what i do like a lot as well is the set pieces especially like his homes like the places that he goes to i like all that stuff i like the uh character of um stem i think that's cool what uh everything that they're um interacting with each other that's cool uh the cinematography is amazing so you think the ending was predictable? Very predictable. I didn't know. Th- I, I actually I leaned think. over to my girlfriend and I told her, I'm like, okay, what if this movie went in this direction? She got annoyed at me that I even brought it up. And then it happened. Like, exactly the way it happened. Mm. Like, even, like, that one character and, like, the way, like... <sighs> Did you ever think maybe you just can see the future? No. I, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I first half here. of the movie... I thought, okay, they purposely want to mislead the audience because it's so obvious. I need but to then, watch this But shit. then they don't. It goes in the same direction as one would assume that it's going. Um, I don't know. It was so weird. Uh, but like I said, besides that, I think this movie is a lot of fun. I really do like a lot of the action sequences. Uh, the, the first scene of him fighting and the camera movements is so well done. I've never seen something like that before. Especially when we first walk into his house with him, with Stem in him, was great. It started off, like, I was like, okay, are they going to do the entire movie like this now? But then it bounces around, like, different perspective. It's it's pretty cool. It's intriguing. Um, I would give this movie 
a three and a half out of five especially for like the budget the way it looks and just overall i think it's a good watch um I, it was a surprise hit this year got like uh in the 90s or something like Damn, that on tomatoes was, you know it was made for like three to five million dollars or so around that yeah it's crazy that's, that's dirt cheap mm-hmm. um what else did i watch I did watch something that I'll mention what I watched. I won't really review it. I watched Jacob's Ladder for the very first time. I was a big fan of that. I've I haven't seen it? I've seen it. I haven't seen it in years. Though. I've actually it never fucking seen wild. Movie. Yeah, it is wild. Um, I liked it a lot, to be honest. Um, and the first time in my life, I actually sat down, and it took me a whole week to actually finish it. I watched Twilight. Never seen it in my life before. Just uh, like Twilight. Yeah, like the vampires. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. We hadn't talk. We need to talk about this. Why? Why would we need to talk? I'm about just this? I'm curious. What compelled you? Like, I want to know. The, well, I don't care about the movie review. I just want to know. Well, what Am- was the Amazon Prime uh, put them up all for free. So you watch all of them? No, I watched the first the one. The first one. And the first one took me two weeks to actually finish. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a two week watcher. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. But uh, this movie is brutal. Like, I didn't know anything <laughs> about this movie. I would say the highlight of this movie is that. They had to come up with some way to make these characters not grotesque, like the vampires. Like, you know, traditional lore of vampires, they go into the light, they start to burn, it's ugly, it's hideous, they turn to ash, yeah. they like have all these scars. Yeah. In this movie, they shimmer like a diamond Yeah. if they go into the light. This is so interesting. Like, there's a scene where he's like, oh, you don't want to see me in the light, you don't want to <laughs> see my true colors. And he takes his shirt off and he steps into the light and he's like, bedazzled. <laughs> so do glitter on Dude, him. this movie is horrendous. Like, I'm, I'm not... I'm yeah, very fucked. confused of why people don't like bash this movie more often of how bad it is, especially every scene of them in the woods. The mob mentality. Hey, uh, you know, you, you know this thing called low hanging fruit. That's definitely it, dude. It it's is like really brutal. just like it's too easy. Yeah, and like they made like what, like six of them? <laughs> There's six of them. I don't know how many there are, but they made a lot of money. They made yeah. a lot of money. And uh, they the put our boy is so uh, bad. Put our boy Rob Patterson on the map. Yeah, which is weird. He has the worst. There's a very funny scene in the movie <laughs> where, like, she basically finds out that he has like powers when she finally when he first saves her, right? So he goes to visit her at the hospital to try to kind of like convince her that like she's crazy, like you didn't really see what I did, and she's like, "No, I I saw what you did," and like he's like, "No, that didn't happen," and then she's like, "No, I saw," and then like he would I have like given any more explanation? He cracks. She's like, he's like, "No one's gonna believe you." <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, you didn't do any explain. You didn't try to cover anything. <laughs> he's like, he's been alive for like seven hundred years or whatever it is. Motherfuckers is like, can't cover with one excuse. <laughs> he looked at Denny. Yeah, no one's gonna believe. <laughs> dude, it's horrible writing. Like, I laughed throughout the whole movie. Oh man, this is great. I'm glad you watched that. Um, so I'll talk about one other thing. I did watch for the. Uh, I watched Creep Two. Um, wasn't so hot on the first one. But I think this mo- the sec the sequel is uh, much better. They build on um, Mark Duplass's character, whereas the first one it was uh, centered on like the tension of what he's gonna do to this guy, um, and there's a lot of like moving pieces in terms of like dialogue and like wh- like there's suspense always around the corner. But in this one, they're focusing on him as like a character study, and him uh, his relationship with this new victim, which is a woman who's kind of like challenging to him. She's not easily scared and she's kind of she, he based in this one the premise is that he tells her that he's a serial killer and he tells her that like he's ready to die i want you to film my very last 24 hours mm-hmm. and she, she's like you can leave right now i'm not gonna kill you 
or you can stay and see where this goes. And she's like, she thinks about it, and she's like, okay, I think he's bullshitting me, but I want to see where this goes because her backstory is that she has a YouTube uh, channel where she's like, meet up with weird characters from Craigslist, and he was one of the characters that she met up, and she thinks that she's landed on gold. So that's the premise of the story. There, she's spending a night with him. She's still, she still don't, uh, she can't really uh, decipher if he's bullshitting her or if he really is a serial killer. And they're really playing off of that. And they're also playing off of him kind of like falling for her, which is odd. But it does work. I think the dialogue and just the natural like mm-hmm. presence of them interacting with each other is really good in this one. And I do, I highly re- recommend this movie. I would say you can watch this one and not even watch the first and still get by and really like enjoy I've, it. I've been meaning to watch both of the both of these movies. I saw I saw when Creep Two was released. I was like, "Fuck, I need to watch Creep One." Yeah, and I like, um, I like the Duplass Brothers. Like they're great. Too. This they one's actually made. Both show. of them were made with Patrick Price, who's also you know known for doing yeah. all, o- overnight. The overnight, which was great. Yeah, um, but yeah, I would say this one is uh, miles ahead compared to the first. And I do recommend it. I give it a three and a half. Um, also, I did check out one other thing. Uh, it's Drop a, it. It's a movie called Baskin, which is a movie from Turkey. It's like a horror movie. And basically, this movie is about four cops who get a distress call to like some abandoned house. So they, as they're going there, we have a lot of interaction with them. The interactions with them are pretty interesting. They're kind of like just talking about like past sexual experiences uh, they have some really funny stories that they're in, that they're exchanging with each other, and that's probably my favorite aspect of the movie. Once the horror elements kick in of them basically in this house trapped where they eventually pretty much lead into hell, like a version of hell, really? and they have to get out and they're like running around in this house. That stuff is not that interesting to me. I like the I like just their natural conversations of, of uh, them in the van and like them eating dinner. This sounds um, this sounds this sounds intriguing. I kind of want to. The movie looks really good, and I do like the characters in the movie itself. But I think like the plot heavy stuff and the scare elements are not done well. Mm. The third act is one pretty much one whole scene in the same room, and it does get tiresome. And I was kind of annoyed towards the end. Mm, okay. But I would recommend to somebody who, you know, just general horror fan or want to check out like a Turkish movie if you haven't seen any like Turkish horror. Apparently the, the I, I horror scene in Turkey is pretty big right now. So really? and this is considered one of the best that's come out. Uh, a movie called Baskin. So check it out. Baskin Robbins. And um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. Mm. You want 31 flavors? <laughs> okay. That, that sounds good. <laughs> that was a good Sweet. one, Harvey. There's... A <laughs> I feel like Ooh. we don't get enough movies. Damn, I didn't... Re- okay, I'm going to have to review this movie next week. Uh, I watched American Animals, and I will say this is probably in my top three of the entire year. This movie is incredible. I hear good things about this. I feel I don't know why nobody saw Okay, it. so I'll tell you this. Um, whenever... So, um, somebody's going to probably watch it here. Oh, whenever... Tonight? If you guys I'm watch scared. it, I'll okay. do like a dual review because like, I want to heavily talk about this movie. All right, no, I will, I'll promise you I'm going to watch it this week. So um, let's do it next week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look at, look at Tom with this, <laughs> this movie <laughs> literally blew me away. Chill. All right. Literally? Save it. Save it. Hey, you guys watch yeah. it. Man, Harvey's on fire today. He's throwing these little one-liners out. It's good. All right, let's, flavors. Let's let's do that, Sean. Okay. But, but yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the sound of that. I want to check it out. Um, okay. Yeah, why did nobody watch this movie? It's I know my weirdo. We it's on Amazon now. My, my weirdo homie, uh, Barry Keegan, what was his name? From... Uh, Oh, yeah. He's from fucking, uh, fucking deer, deer movie, deer hunter. 
Killing of a sacred deer. Same shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you went through so so many uh, levels. I'll say of one that. thing. I've never felt nervous watching a movie. Uh, pretty, I've never really felt really nervous, but this movie put I me in a weird situation where oh, I'm so like, okay, I can't gonna, fucking watch the scene right now. You so you're gonna you're telling me I'm gonna have palpitations? You might get a panic attack watching like the the main scene of the movie. I get movie. I get that in a lot of movies. So I got that in the right, tennis watch, match I want to talk about this Borg movie. versus McEnroe. <laughs> okay. Then wait till you see the scene All that right, I'm talking let's, about. Let's do it. If I have to choose a movie this week, should I choose Upgrade or should I choose American Animals? Uh, it sounds like American, American Animals, Animals, but I don't know. Yeah. I like. I think you've watched both. Upgrade's a film. Yeah, Upgrade's it's Up, also so short. Th- here's what Upgrade is. All right, A mediocre Black Mirror episode, but with a great stunt budget. Like a fantastic cinematography. They put, they put all the money into the stunts. Yeah, think of like like a a three and a half star Black Mirror episode made into a pretty expensive action movie, but done for less than. Okay, sounds intriguing. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk uh, the main review here. Uh, we're going to be uh, reviewing the Little Stranger. Let's take a listen to a clip. Woo. The first time I saw Hundreds Hall. It was July 1919. Nothing could have prepared me for the spell it cast. When I saw the house again 30 years later, I could hardly comprehend the change in the place. Why don't you tell me what's going on? You wouldn't believe me. Mother, this is Dr. Faraday. How did you find the patient? Little under the weather. It's war shock. The Little Stranger. After a doctor is called to visit a crumbling manor, strange things begin to occur. How do you guys like the sound of that? <laughs> All right, you uh, color uh, me you interested. Or the plot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I meant the plot. So this is uh, coming at us from director Lenny Aver- Abrahamson. I don't like putting sun on the end of abraham that's really redundant Doesn't, don't japanese people do that with americanized names that's uh not accurate at no? all i don't <laughs> know what the fuck is. you're san, wrong you mean, things, things about san. san which is the fucking formal <laughs> oh american san. san why'd you say americans just no, americans. i mean like shomo san <laughs> no they do that for other people uh, so shomo san it's san. mr shomo okay uh, all right, so we got writer uh, Lucinda Coxon. Uh, so the cast is Donald Gleason. Yeah. Brendan Gleason's uh, offspring. Uh, we have Ruth Wilson, Josh Dillon, Charlotte Rampling. Uh, and I uh, should probably mention him, too, is Will Poulter, which is doing one of the most unique and best performances I've ever seen him do, I think, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know Will Poulter, he's the weird kid that always looks like he's going to be 12 years old. He was in the Maze the- Runner. He's in Maze Runner, but also like think of like We're the Millers. He's like the son. Oh yeah, I he's forgot he was in that, that face. You know, yeah, so strange that he he's doing roles like this now. Was he believe in something he, dramatic recently? Yes, Detroit. Yes, he was a racist yeah, yeah. cop in yeah, Detroit. That's what it was. All right, cool. Uh, let's let's get this going. It's a period piece. It's it's a your favorite slow burn. It's a horror elements. Uh, let's talk about the little stranger. Who wants to go first? You lead it off. You seem like you have a lot on your chest with this Yeah, movie. man. You, you, <laughs> All right. Yeah, you were like crack. talking mad shit. Let me shit. crack my knuckles here. During the movie. Did you guys hear that? Um, 
All right, so a little stranger, right? I like Donald Gleason. I think he's quite a treasure. I think he he can he does a lot of good when he's like the uh, the solo guy. Um, okay, like where, where you're kind of discovering things through him. I think he plays that character good, and he plays it here. So the movie starts off. You kind of meet. Um, you kind of see this fucking mansion, right? And then uh, there's a sick person and. Uh, Someone's call. This is back in the day where your doctor just came over. Is there an app for that? It's got to be an app for uh, that now. Uh, right? Yeah, there is. Jesus Christ. Uh, so let's, uh, yeah, so let's go. You know, we're, we're going to this house to check out this sick person. And he's kind of, uh, you know, a very upstanding man. He's, he's, uh, proper. He's proper. He's, he's classic English know. gentleman. Yes, with a bright orange mustache. And. <clears throat> Some things occur, and he he uh, has a connection to this mansion. You know, he he uh, has flashbacks when he comes to the mansion, and it's uh, revealed that he had been here when he was a child, and um, he's always had an infatuation with it. Like something in his life has gravitated him towards this mansion, and he was just a little poor village boy before he never. Uh, you know, I think that's part of his allure to the. Uh, the mansion. Right. All right. So this movie, the, from the trailer, you're thinking horror, right? Maybe some horror? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me tell you. The only thing horrific about this movie is the fucking runtime. Jesus Christ. You're, you, you, How you, long you, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're patting it's yourself on the least, back. It's at least two hours too long. Fucking snooze fest. <laughs> my God. All right. I'm going to. Come out the gates blazing here. Uh, I did not. Your ad, your time. attitude changed because you seemed so humble and so, you know, modest <laughs> in the beginning, and now you're just like fuck <laughs> I set, everything. I was setting them up. Yeah. Look, man, I did not enjoy this movie. You guys all I know. I think your favorite part of this movie is when we can hear the Mission Impossible yeah. chase scene. <laughs> so yeah, the other so we, three of us. Harvey went and saw it earlier, but we all saw it today. Um, in AMC Village, and I've been there before, and they have had some fucking cranked volume. I remember War of the Planet of the Apes. I brought this up. My ears were exploding. People got up to complain, but I was like, let it happen. <laughs> this is the cinematic experience. So next door to us is a fucking... We're in these, like... Just think you're in the, a British house. There's no appliances, so it's really quiet. There's no air conditioning, so all you hear is just a clock ticking. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Then you hear... You just hear explosions next door. <laughs> you hear it very vividly. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. And the walls are rumbling. Dude, I'm like, this is distracting, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was wishing I was rewatching Mission Impossible during this. This movie, here's my thing with this movie. Uh-oh. There we go. I, you guys know I don't like period pieces. I think um, I think they have a tendency to be slow, especially period pieces. I think what it is, I don't like period pieces in England. I figured it out. I think I don't like British people. I love <laughs> British people, actually. This is not true. But, like, I don't think I like British people from, from 1970 back to, like, I don't know, maybe 1400. Um, there's just something about the uh, the snootiness and the, the way that these period pieces are constructed and they deliver dialogue. Had this been... Uh, in America during like the roaring twenties, I think I would, I would have been more interested, Yeah, but it's just something bleak about it. Right. Like, I think there's more interesting because America was pretty new. 
Yeah. And I think that's interesting. So I enjoy those periods of time, but England is just this old fucking bureaucratic, aristocratic uh, place. Society, yeah. Yeah. So it bores me, right? Like if we would have been in like South America at that time when there's like tribes and shit, I would have been interested. So I'm sorry for all the British listeners out there. Uh, I know we have one, James Luna. He's he's British. He's probably uh, sitting. He's like, "You son of a bitch." Uh, no offense. <laughs> I, I love British people. I love. You know, I'd like to visit there um, when I can. I see the tickets are cheap, but there's just something about these old manor fucking period pieces that Isn't I just great? I can't get That's on board. So I mean, they just seem like carbon copies of each other, man. Like I was thinking, my cousin Rachel last year. And so the problem with this movie for me is that it doesn't do anything fun or interesting. It doesn't have to be fun, but if you're going to do a slow burn, make it make it um, interesting. Like what a killing of a sacred deer? That's a slow fucking burn. But like the whole time, you're you're filled with intrigue and disgust and the because this, I, th- I think what killing of a sacred deer does that this movie doesn't well, is uh, a high. Is that it? It throws you into the initial conflict or the initial problem. World, yeah. Well, yeah, like it, but it it puts the 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 conflict right at the forefront of the film, where it kind of just constantly builds towards like this ending. Where I was gonna joke around and say this movie is phenomenal, but I hate to agree with you, Tom. But fuck, man, I just fucking. I'm not inherently against period pieces, but there's just like this one. I don't know. Got it. You got to have something else. The themes need to be stronger. Something. I was wanting something to happen the whole time, and just like nothing was happening for me. I was just sitting there, like I'm like, where's the where's that initial like there there no matter what film you, you know you any kind of period piece you watch, there's always that initial conflict or something that happens to where oh it's pushing the character in this direction like this is where their story's going with this you're not introduced to any kind of like i was very confused by the was conflict conf- yeah it was confused because like, the what conflict is- was so back burner like i don't know this i don't know what it was but there was just moments of the film where i'm like sitting i'm like oh, okay so this is what the story's going to be now and then it was just like another 10 minutes went by i'm like no 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 this is it and then another twenty, and I'm like, no, this this has to be like, I mean, it's like halfway through the fucking movie, and I'm like, I guess none of this, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and like, I I just want to say on record that um, I really didn't want to watch this movie from the trailer, and uh, we should have watched Searching. Uh, I'm saying that on the record. Captain uh, Hindsight. <laughs> Captain Hindsight. <laughs> I, I would um, say this that I'm, Searching is just I don't know. It's prominently interesting. Yeah, I mean, this could have been a a good movie if they just did if the writing was. Better, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the writing is just like that's my thing, right? I, as someone who wants to create stuff, and you know, I like to tell stories and stuff and share a perspective, but I don't see the the point. Like, I think it's a sub genre of like hobbies to want to write shit like this. Like, it doesn't like who does this mean something to? Like, I don't. It's just like, do you just want to write something in that time period? Do you get, like, it's just weird to me. It, it's like theatrics, you know? It's like there's nothing inherently thematic about it that stands out. There's nothing interesting or bold. Well, I think, uh, well, obviously, it's, this movie is based on a book. Yeah, so I think I the think book that's, is more fleshed out. More yeah, okay, I, this I think is that, fucking that, My Cousin Rachel syndrome. I think uh, this yeah. movie, or this story really should have only lived in the book. Seems, guess, yeah, because a book, I, this is honestly 
this is a repeat of my cousin Rachel because we brought that up. That mm-hmm. it was based on a book, and I remember saying that the book you're able to flesh out the intrigue more, whereas in a two hour runtime, it's like that. I think that was the the yeah. It's like all right. Imagine if this film kind of from the get go instead of instead of you know we we get this introduction to the family and get him just like basically it's a lot of it's just like a lot of nothing is happening while he gets to know this family and they're getting to know him what if we're like initially thrown into that more of the horror elements like more of like the supernatural elements that are going on in the film because the thing is those are just like kind of like a like a like a period at the end of this sentence like that is just like kind of like an end note but it's just so unsatisfying because when those things started to happen i'm like oh now it's getting interesting i want to know more like like what is the mystery what is going on and there was one part of the film where i like i figured it out and i'm thinking like no nah, it's not going to be that it's not going to be that and then i was like oh wow it actually was that like and i don't it's i, I think if they would have uh, just started the film the first like 20 minutes we could uh, got all the information we can we could have seen these like these people get closer and then from there on we have these like mystery elements in the film i think it could have worked a lot better and kept me engaged but there was just moments where i just sat there and i just like i was just just like i was watching the movie but like i felt nothing i was like i wasn't sure like like what is going on what is the conflict like why should i care about any of these characters right now it's rough i think yeah i think i think roderick uh, was an interesting character that I yeah. feel like they underutilized because I think you could have got a lot more out of him. I feel like they really underutilized his character. But in the trailer, it seems like he's so prominent in the story. So, I don't know. How do you feel, Harvey? You, you're quiet over there. Um, do you, do, five out of five for you? Um, No, it's not a five out of five, but... um. Yeah, I disagree pretty much with everything y'all are saying. Um, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, actually. Jesus. Um, can't, I can't fathom it, but let me hear it. Um, <clears throat> I guess we should... No, we didn't really talk about the, the actual story very much. Um, oh, there's a story? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so Dr. Faraday, played by uh, Donald Gleason, he, uh, he goes to this home... The, it's called the hundreds it's, it's this uh, manor that sits on sits on this uh very huge property uh this wealthy family the heirs they've always owned it and um and i guess probably the decades or a few years preceding this story they um have sort of fallen into like disarray the manor is now uh like decrepit and old and it's more of a big trash heap than anything it used to be like this once beautiful place but now it's just pretty old and fucked up and the family isn't as respected as they used to be. They used to be a pretty powerful and wealthy family, but now they've been reduced to these, uh, I don't know, these people that, um, aren't really considered, I don't know. They're not, they're not considered a wealthy family anymore. They're not considered a respectable family. People sort of, uh, try to avoid them more so than praise them or, or, or visit their homes. They're, um, they're just not who they who they once were, but uh, yeah, Doctor Faraday goes there to uh, to I believe look at the um, the the young housekeeper Betty, and um, he becomes sort of intrigued by the home. He's been there as a boy, 
and he's intrigued by not on the not only the home but also the inhabitants specifically um caroline which you, which is the uh the daughter of the uh of the uh, house um but yeah this is i think this is super fucking interesting because i don't know i don't want to sound like super fucking pretentious and shit but uh i don't know i majored in english and i had to as a result i had to read a ton of english literature especially not only like victorian shit but also like edwardian and like this is like kind of set after Ed, the edwardian era era like more like interwar britain like between the first world war and the second and um i don't know that's a really interesting time because you while the great depression was happening in the united states it, it, they didn't feel the effects as harshly in britain but there was this sort of shift in their society where there's like this economic stagnation and people got really restless and they started to like throw out like the old tradition and the old ways and it became like more of like an egalitarian society. And I think this is definitely represented in this movie. You have this really beautiful old manor that's now like old and or shitty and decrepit in this family that was once like a proud and powerful family. They've been reduced to nothing. And you have Dr. Faraday who came from fucking absolutely nothing. And he becomes a respected doctor and... And I think, yeah, I can't really say what happens, but you guys know what happens at the end. But um, I think this movie does some really interesting things that I haven't seen before Um, in terms of like, not only in terms of like period pieces, but in terms of horror films, we've always looked at horror films, especially ghost stories as uh, movies that follow this very like uh, very structured path where uh, these families are tormented by the the ghosts are poltergeists of once living people. But I think this would puts a completely new twist on it. You know, what if, I don't know, what if you could be haunted by something that's not dead, but something that's more, more of an emotion or more of a, a, a feeling, a powerful feeling. And I think this is something that I haven't seen before in, in a ghost story. And I thought it was really, really well done. Um, I like, I don't know. There's, there's like a lot of irony in this movie as well. Uh, when you think of like typical period pieces, and they typically revolve around, revolve around love, obviously, and um, like the love of those two main characters. This one completely flips that, and it, and I think it plays with how, how um, I don't know how shallow those uh, period pieces can be, especially in terms of love and how those characters fall so quickly in love and I think they play with that idea here except I think it's a lot more realistic Faraday believes that he loves Caroline and he believes that um they should be together however he really doesn't fucking know her that well she's like a charming and funny young woman but she's not like the classically beautiful character that you see in period pieces and you soon get the idea that it's not truly Caroline that he's after and he's after something much more than that and and the emotions like behind his character i think his character was so fucking well done and it's so well acted by donald gleason he appears to be a normal respectable um english gentleman but beneath the surface he's this fucking despicable person and he has these emotions that are i don't know just really powerful and and evil um 
I think uh, period pieces can usually be very, um, uh, they can exclude a lot of people. A lot of people don't like period pieces, of course, and, it, and, I, and I understand why. But I think this one is like really engrossing the story. I, I, I don't know. I was so fucking invested in the story. And I think it's so far reaching, especially when you consider how uh, other period pieces are not. Uh, so I think that was really rare. Like the problems and the tragedies from like typical uh, period pieces are so far removed from like our lives and what we would consider as normal fucking experiences um but this one i think is much more grounded uh it's a story about like envy and jealousy and and change class i, I feel mm-hmm. i feel like so yeah like I, I don't know i, I like I, this movie a lot yeah I, I see i a lot of the points you make i i can i could see where you're coming from and uh you know you definitely got something out of this that probably some of us you know mm-hmm. i mean me and tom uh, i don't know how sean feels about it but well uh, i would say that yeah, I agree that everything you mentioned is there, um, but I disagree that I that uh, I disagree that uh, it was told and done in a very well fashion. Um, I just oh, I'm sure it's there. Yeah, it's, it's all there. I think the like, story. I think the, I think I the storytelling like, and the it, filmmaking but. aspect of aspect of the uh, story uh, is very. Uh, I don't know. It's repetitive. It's I just try. Like, like a lot of the camera movements dull. were just back to back. The same yeah. thing. Like. We get a lot of static shots, um, and we get a lot of the same set pieces over and over. Uh, I'm not sure what the budget is, but they what they do is like they just really corner in onto the same pieces over and over, and we just have characters sitting in these rooms. We have characters walking around in these very small section off areas of like the town, um, and all like I just don't think that generally i'm not a fan of this director uh, i should also say i don't i think he's a bit overrated uh, i wasn't a big fan of the room or room room oh, you i wasn't like yeah i wasn't a big fan of frank either i liked room uh frank i had issues with though for sure mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i just feel like everything in the story is pretty straight like it's very dull and repetitive but frank to me. and well i don't know actually frank's kind of similar to this movie in the way they tell the story yeah but room is if there's I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I think um, if I were to concede in some places, I think it would be around like the cinematography and the set pieces. But as t- in terms of story, I think the story is the best thing that this movie has going for it. Uh, I but think yeah, I, I do agree that the the shots and, and and the set pieces do get repetitive and not they're not as engaging and and uh, just amazing to look at as as they could be. Yeah. I would I would say just to have a pause, just to say something positive. I do agree that the initial like story and concept, I think it's all inherently there. And I and honestly, watching the trailer and then I'm like, oh man, this seems like like it's like this this could be like a great like subtle horror film. Like there's not a, like you know you know it's a period piece, but have this like backdrop of like right. mystery and intrigue. I thought it was gonna be like the witch. And that exactly that's what I yeah. had this like that's what I thought and maybe that's my fault for going in with that impression, but no, the trailer I, I would, kind I would, of made it seem like it would be yeah but but that's the feeling I got and that's what I kind of wanted from this movie, uh, it, it's still I think I would agree that Donald Gleason does a really great performance and you see this weird just like you you see something fighting within him throughout his throughout the story you see that confliction I think the acting is one of the best parts for me or the performances in terms of uh. Just uh, from Donald Gleason, but 
yeah, the, it's just I feel like the way the story is told or how it's paced is my real issue. Pacing is a big it's, it's problem. Like, it's, like, it's, it's just, it's just too like, much of them talking to each other about stuff that doesn't always move the story forward. Right. Yeah, like nothing that's and that was my biggest issue where it's like he's like I got really interested in the third act when things are happening to the characters and you're questioning like what is happening like what is going on. And I think you could have you could have found a middle ground where you could have these very like very dry moments mixed in with these like you know peppered in with these like moments of like high tension or like a little bit of tension where it's like what is happening is this house cursed is this family cursed uh you know what what is going on like because we don't get any we don't get any hints of a mystery until maybe like the third act and not to mention it's just like kind of to wait that long it's like i don't think it's worth it in my opinion i also i also think everyone's reactions to what's happening around them are just way too subtle and brushed off yeah like there's the initial scene where something where the first action happens won't say who or what and i'm just like it just seems that after that nobody like considers it any they write it off as like something weird happened last night. It's kind of weird, you know. Like it just—I don't know. That doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I need, I need, I need to know what scene you're talking about because I'm curious. Uh, this is the the dog scene, right before. Yeah, uh-huh. well, the first where there's violence for the very first moment of violence right. in the movie. Mm-hmm. I just uh, that happening. It just doesn't make sense to me, and that. A lot of characters disappear for a while and never come back, that's, or some come back very briefly. That's that's my problem because one of the characters that I did enjoy as well is just like, oh, later. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! They never like, really yeah, tell you where he went. Yeah. Like, I think like, for me get... mainly, I just couldn't pull anything from this movie that was remotely interesting. Uh, just his character, his character, I I don't Who's know. Character? Donald Gleason, his character and his relationship with the people in the house, I just don't buy. I don't, I don't understand like how they can have this person around so long without getting so tired of him in a way. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah, I think it's because I, I feel like you could if you have no one else to rely on, right? And he is someone of prominence within the community, well respected, and it's like in a way you could see that that traditional like sense of matchmaking happening like oh you know like oh he's single she's single maybe you know like maybe that's why they put up with him a little bit just Mm -hmm. just because like i think i think uh i think this movie could have been much better if his character went off a little bit more into the deep end and without just hints uh maybe more exposition on that would have been better for me yeah i can see that him getting lost in the yeah, and uh, I think we could talk off air once we're done with the show. But I really want to talk about one character. I don't want to spoil it, but this is one character that's constantly mentioned, and it's like, like I, I feel like it was. I understand why it was a story beat, but I feel like it's just like start with an S. Like what? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Like what? what um, what? And uh, I don't want to ruin it, but I want to say something. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to say okay. it. Okay. There's like, see, like I think there's initial like things. Everyone's that gonna int- be watching searching this weekend. Yeah, yeah. so Everyone's, yeah, fucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not upset that I uh, that we missed out on searching. I am. Uh, I think there's I think there's something here. Like initially, I think I think there's elements here of like it could have been like for me at least a great 
movie or this, a really good I don't movie. Know, man. This got to be your bag to like it. I think. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying I see elements where I'm like, this could have been really like, like I see everything here in place. I'm like, could make it good or great. Uh, but it just it just didn't hit any marks for me personally. Like, I, and I don't want to come out of a movie feeling that way, especially you know, especially something I saw the trailer and was kind of pumped for. I was like, oh, this looks good. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I don't know how you guys got that from the trailer though. Really, I wasn't first really of all that pumped for it. Period pieces, people just sitting around drinking tea and talking. It sounds great to me. God, just the fucking quietness of the spoon coming just like, out of just the like cup s- into the onto the plate. <laughs> I just want to fucking batter my head. Oh. I just I can't do these uh these oh, I'm sorry guys. No offense to the uh, British. And British people might come up later on this episode. Oh. Uh so I mean, is there anything else, Harvey? You got any hot takes outside of that? Um You're all crazy. I think uh I don't know, I think I got uh most of what I want I think to say just, out. Um, you're just more sophisticated than us. Is that it? Yeah, I think, you, you start. You like you. You brought up your your college education. Yeah, like, I read oh, yeah, books. I'm, a, I'm a English. <laughs> I read books and he started no. pulling out big words, and I'm like, very, oh, well, very well versed in the Victorian age. I'm very well versed in the. <laughs> no. Uh, so if you're if you're um you know hyper intellectual like Harvey you might like this I movie. just think there's some uh, interesting things that happen in this movie um, I didn't really talk about Will Poulter's character uh, he was interesting uh, yeah but I think his character was really interesting and um, I'm not entirely sure if if his uh, presence in the movie could have made it better um, more of him I mean but um, I like I, I, overall I like what they did with this character and I think um it's representative of like the other themes that I mentioned in this movie. He, uh, he's a man of the house of this once uh, beautiful house. And now it's old and shitty and, and it's decrepit. And, uh, like the man of the house himself, he's, he was horribly injured in world war one. He's fucking scarred from like head to toe. His legs don't work. He's, uh, he's, he's just beat to shit. Um, I thought that was super fucking interesting. And he's being replaced by this younger, uh, or not younger, but uh, I don't know, more capable man and Donald yeah. Gleason, um, who also came from nothing. And, uh, and it's just, I just I didn't feel it. Like I didn't feel his his uh, being replaced. Like I, did, I just didn't feel that plot. It was it was there. I I mean I don't see how you didn't. I mean I just it, I don't it, know, it think was about the occurrences shrouded, that happened, like but, the, the the dog scene. Yeah, think about everything that was happening. This is all in. Well, all, I understand that all it to was fuck happening. over this family and, and and bring them bring them down from where they once were. And uh, I don't. Is that a spoiler? I mean, I don't know. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess know. let's just, just drop some scores. Might as well just drop some scores. Fuck it. All right, uh, Thomas, uh, one. No, you go first. Uh. Like I, I'm gonna reiterate, uh, there's a lot of I'll elements score. here that I liked, and uh, uh, th- there was potential, and I and I kind of wish I, I enjoyed this film more if they could have done some things a little bit different. I liked I liked the if they leaned a little bit more to the horror or mystery, just because I find that super intriguing, especially set in a this this uh, like post World War One setting and within like this decrepit manner. Just it all seemed like it was gonna work, uh, but it, it fell short. I feel like maybe certain people get something out of this, but uh, I didn't. Uh, I would have to drop a, give it a solid two. Okay. Uh, 
I, I pretty much agree with you, Steve. Um, like I said, I can't really pull any pull anything from this movie that really would want me to go back to see it anytime soon. Um, I think that this movie could have been better if it was just more of a character study of somebody who's obsessed, whereas the movie tries to purposely be ambiguous in every corner. Yeah, exactly. I I guess what I I meant to say is like his, yeah, his obsession or his drive is Mm -hmm. not portrayed through obsession. Um, Yeah, I'll give it a one and a half. Oh, shit. Light. One and a half. Yeah. Um... I'm kind and of, I, yeah, and I think the movie is tr- stretching a bit because we do get a lot of the scenes that are more or less the same that don't really go where, go anywhere. Yeah. I think this is a great uh, Will Poulter, Donald Gleason acting reel, um, and for that I'll give it a one and a half. Damn. The performances were were fantastic, but like literally that's all I got from it. Yeah, you kept talking about Mission Impossible the whole time. <laughs> then ever since I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. I was like, "Fuck!" Ever since I heard it, I remembered what it was like to be enthralled in a movie, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I realized that what I was missing—well, you're missing out on it, apparently. Yeah, because I was like, "Please!" I watched. I looked at my clock twice in this movie. Yeah, I saw you looking at your phone. That shit. That shit needs to be off. <laughs> Not for this movie. All right, I was about to pull out Instagram and just watch fucking IGTV. Fucking damn, I'm rude. All right, Harvey, I want to hear this fucking glaring score. It's a three and a half for me. God, loved it. Damn, damn. I think this is the most. Uh, Harvey's, really. a, Harvey's an outlier on this. Actually, it's always like Harvey. I think you notice that Harvey. What? You're always the outlier. How so? You always either. We're always like really high and you're really low, or it's vice versa. No, I think the beguiled, think so. maybe, right? I think it happened once with the beguiled. Oh, wait, no, Sean's been the outlier with Isle of Dogs, I think. Fuck that movie. You think that movie's, you think that movie's worse than this, bro? They're they're pretty bad. What? I don't give a fuck. Get out of your goddamn Come at me, bro. Get out of your goddamn. You got at least. You had yeah, to have at least been entertained a tiny bit in Isle of Dogs. Fuck movies. Yeah, you're right. All right, that's it. Let's pick a movie um, for next week. I think uh, I actually don't know what's coming out. I'm not sure either. Oh, I do. It's uh, isn't it fucking Predator? Sean Black. Um, Shane. Shane. Shane Black. Shane Black. Sorry. So I found this out. I didn't know he was in Predator. Oh, the it's first not one. Predator. What's it's not Predator, guys. You guys knew that? Shane. Everybody, yeah. Everybody knows that. I didn't no. know that. Okay. So we have The Nun. I got to be honest with you. I can't see that. Because <laughs> you're scared? No, I just I can't. I guess we're watching it because you're scared. He's scared. I'm fucking scared. Chicken, the chicken. scared. Well, we have Peppermint, the Jennifer Garner uh, nope. Taken movie, basically. No. Um, the female Taken. Uh, Jesus Christ. What's going on here? I thought this was good movies season. Good movies season. So wait, we don't got anything next week? We got The Nun. <sighs> Brutal. I am not a witch. Which is that? Um, actually, that looks pretty good. That's uh It's an African movie. We got the apparition. We got God bless the broken road. Bisbee seventeen. Should we go back to searching? <laughs> no, we should not. Fuck. All right. Well, you know what? We'll figure this out. We can't keep doing this this week. 
Let's just watch The Nun. I'm down. Watch The Nun. Hey, I've seen all of them. Fuck it. Uh, I got them. Do I need I've to see all a the movie Conjuring before this? Yeah, you have to watch The Conjuring, Conjuring 2, I've The Nun. I've seen The Conjuring. Oh, uh, you have to watch Annabelle, Annabelle 1 and 2. No, I can't. How many Conjuring movies are there? There's two. And then no, there's, there's Annabelle 1 there's, and 2. Yeah, really there's two. There's, there's Annabelle them? and then there's like a prequel to Annabelle. Annabelle Creation. I watched Annabelle. Annabelle was real bad. Real, real <laughs> You think bad. that bad? Check out <laughs> the prequel to Annabelle. What's it called? <laughs> the Creation. The Creation. Yeah, what Annabelle. happens in that? I'm probably That's where it. uh, it's just Boarding House for Girls. In the middle of nowhere. It came out oh, like yeah, yeah, a few yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. I mean, if you think that's bad, wait till you see The Nun. I'm just calling You don't know that yet. Dude, I fucking. I, if you guys are going to make me do it, I'm outnumbered. I'll do it. But I want Have you y'all know. seen the like the ads? Yeah. Like the, like the phone ads, though? No. Like on your social media Damn. apps? Maybe? No, no. Is oh. it weird? The, the following I mean, week, we got um, White Boy Rick and the Predator. Ooh, that's going to be. See, that after that, and we should Lizzie. be. And Lizzie. We should be pretty good after that. We got Mandy that week, too. Ooh, I you know what I'm excited Mandy. for? What's that? The Old Man and the Gun. Yeah, yeah me that's too. That looks trailer. really good. Yeah. Which one is that? Robert, Robert Rever. Oh, that's, yeah. That's that your favorite director. Too, Casey Affleck. That's your favorite yeah. director, man. Who directed that? Oh, he's a ghost story director. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't think he's a bad director. I just don't like a ghost story as much as Sean does. What? And Four, Harvey. half, and a five, right? I'm saying I don't think the go- a ghost story is a Have you seen um, In the Body Saints? You might like that. Yeah, I I just want to make that clear. About, I don't have I don't hate ghost story like I hate fucking... What, what would we just watch? The Little Stranger. <laughs> I think Ghost Story is is a lot of good there, just not yeah. enough to make it like a four or five star movie. Duh. All right, we may shelf this or we may watch the Nun. We're watching the Nun. All right, we'll watch the f- fucking Nun. Yeah. I'm gonna try and download it. You know, we haven't watched a proper <laughs> horror movie in this show. I think. Uh, I guess it's, I guess it's Terry, Terry. Oh no, wait. like a blockbuster. Damn, that show was good. Like I feel like a block, like big big blockbuster like this. All know. right, we'll like watch. We I'll watch. watch. I'll watch the nun for fuck's sake. Well, we did uh, um, Winchester. Yeah, we did. That was a blockbuster. Jesus, oh, fuck! Christ. I forgot. That about shows that. proper, <laughs> proper shit. <laughs> All right, the nun. I think that's still the worst movie. We, I think that's the worst movie. I think that's worse than uh, Great Wall. Yeah, Great Wall had a lot of fruit to bear. <laughs> fruit to bear. Yeah, that those fucking like uh. Those like what, hand gliding things that are on and, and shit. The bungee jumping. You know, it's yeah. one of my worst that I, we've done for the podcast. Slight. Really, dude? I think oh, that's yeah. one of the worst we've watched. I don't think it's one of the worst. Yeah. I think that's, that's, not a, worse. that's not worse than Winchester. I think Slight. No, they're, is, they're bad too. Slight is just poor execution, but like I think that'll go on Netflix and people will enjoy it. Whereas Winchester, I just don't think anybody in the planet will enjoy. Um, so that's my rationale there. All right, let's talk, uh, let's do our topic. I think we're going to be talking about historical events that we'd like to be, uh, seen made into a movie, right? I'd like to go first. All right. I, I think I got like a pretty good one too. So I'm not as inconfident as I was when we thought of the topic. So yeah, what what do you want to see made into okay, a movie? So ever since this event happened, um, I've been obsessed with it. I want to get to the bottom of it. The birth I of solve Sean it. Deer Saran. Is it a? Is it? Does it involve aliens? It could, and I think if I made this movie, it would Pyramids? definitely involve aliens. Um, and it is uh the disappearance of Malaysian Flight Three Seventy. Oh. Now this flight was never found. No bodies were recovered. It just went off the map. Um, I would like to see a story told with the passengers inside the plane. I already know where it is. Um, it's the bottom of the fucking ocean, bro. <laughs> yes. Basically. Nah, bro. That's not where it's at. It's up. It's above. It's above. It's up in space. 
Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter where it is. But I would like to see a movie with the people inside, like with their fate of like taking off and just disappearing. But the movie has to end. But yeah, so that's where you know whoever takes on this project. Do you have an ambiguous ending? Well, my story would be that it leads into the TV show Lost. Oh my god! Um, Whereas you know everybody knows the end of Lost, but they're actually in purgatory, and that's what What these characters. They're in limbo. That's what. Have you never seen Lost? No. Well, that was the secret. That was the end of Lost. Is that there was no there was no island. There's no surviving. There were just people who died in a uh, plane crash. But everyone guessed it in the first season. Everyone guesses like, oh, that's purgatory, and then they're like, no, 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 it's not purgatory. That's annoying. Yeah. So that uh, I think that would be a very interesting story told. Um, Highly disrespected to the families. Um, and victims probably, but <laughs> they can't get any fucking consent. I mean, there's 9/11 movies. Yeah, but it's different though. Because there's rom-coms with 9/11 in it. That's pretty disrespectful. What, what, what rom-com? Yeah. yeah, what rom-com are you watching, dude? Well, they're not about it, but it's in <laughs> the movie. What? We don't. Who are you talking about? What's, yeah, what? what where's, where are you at right now? The rom-com about 9/11. All right, so that's your pick. The, the flight. Yeah, it's not about 9/11, but. It's just disrespectful to put 9-11 in the rom-com. Have you watched Remember Me with Robert Pattinson? That's it. But that's not a rom-com. That's not a rom-com. That's, that's like a, that's a drama. A dark drama. Oh, yeah, no, no. no. It starts off with her mother not, getting shot in the face. Not a rom-com. Yeah. Her mother dies and then... He, I don't right. want to spoil so it. So you have like... Or not... I didn't mean rom-com, but like romantic movies. I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. Dear John, we have... Was that... Does that involve that? These are all movies that involve it in some way. Rain Over Me. New York. Rain Over Me? No, there's Rain a movie called New York where there's just a bunch of white people smiling on the cover. No, but those movies deal with the circumstances. Aftermath. I'm talking about like the victims. No, I know, but I'm just saying there's yeah. United 93 and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, that I don't that which was great. Was it? I love that movie. Really? I need yeah. to see it. I never saw it. It's something I really want to see because I like these historical events being retold even though they're always wrong. Um, I'm just kidding. That movie shot so great. Really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's probably one of my favorite movies of the last two decades. Who's in that movie? Uh, it's all. No, it's all uh, non-actors, like no names and non-actors mm. and shit. It's I'll shot by it uh, Paul Greenberg. Or Green. What's his last Greengrass? name? Greengrass. Greengrass. Yeah. Who did? Um, Born Supremacy Ultimatum. I'll check that out. There's a great 20 minutes uh, opening scene of the terrorists shaving their entire body in a hotel room. It's really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, so really they good. give you a perspective of, of the yeah. You pretty much see everything play out. Okay, hmm. cool. Uh, I guess I'll go. Okay, uh, mine's nothing like that. Actually, this this idea I've always had since I was in college. Uh, I studied history, uh, and I always was fascinated by like the uh, Napoleonic Wars, and I wanted, I always wanted to actually like that be like the masterpiece or something like something that would be amazing to work on or write. And it's uh, about his encroach on the Western, uh, on West, uh, Western Europe, or not Europe, uh, rest, Western Russia. So during the Napoleonic Wars, Napoleon Bonaparte had his army, the Grand Army, which consisted of like 600,000 units or troops. Mm-hmm. And how his army was consisted is like he basically conquered a lot of different countries and then basically took their troops and added it to his army. And that's how the way he was just basically just running around Europe, just fucking shit up, to put it lightly. Well, uh, you, you almost got that movie. That was uh, Stanley Kubrick's last film. Oh, really? Like, he wrote it. He's um, going to he make it? He was about to shoot it. He died. 
Well, I want to capture not Wait, inherently is that, that specifically. Yeah, really, yeah, that specifically. Uh, yeah, because I think it's the most fascinating point because you have you have almost six hundred thousand men fighting this battle against Russia. And the funny thing, when he was mm. during this battle, uh, Russia uh, did the uh, they use this tactic called scorch earth. So in the beginning, kind of engagements, Russia was losing, and they were getting pushed back, pushed back further in, and what what they end up doing was every time they got pushed back or they would just leave before Napoleon got there and destroyed all their villages, all their own farms. So when Napoleon got there, he had to like basically use his own supplies and not use the supplies of, you know, these Russian villages to feed his own army. So when the winter came, you know, his troops are basically sitting there suffering, trying to move forward and end up getting halted and stuck. And I want to capture maybe moments in that kind of like when they're basically dug in and you're having all these different cultures and different people kind of stuck in this like army that most of them probably don't want to be a part of. I don't know. I think they'll be super interesting to kind of capture that. There's, there's, is there like any... You capture uh, Moscow. I'm still lost. Still lost. Scorched earth. Well, you can. You could uh, get the rights from his estate. Can I? And make it. <laughs> <laughs> can you? No. No. Hitler thought he could do the same thing. He thought if he could capture Moscow, that he could uh, beat Russia. You can't fucking beat Russia. You can't beat Russia, apparently. No, but uh, I think it's just a super... I've always been fascinated by uh, Napoleon Bonaparte and how he kind of rose up the ranks after the Bourbon dynasty. I feel like we don't have enough in, uh, well-made French. movies about him. Mm, we, we, also do, we also don't nope. have a... He's <laughs> 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 fucking bowling. <laughs> we also don't have a lot of... like. Stories about Genghis Khan. Yeah, like I've always wanted. We're missing to, uh, a lot. I've of actually shit. wanted to do a movie there's on a, him. <laughs> there's a uh, what's that fucking? Dude do you realize name? we're just selling our ideas? What's right his name? Now? The fucking dude. The thing free? is, people can hear these ideas, but at the end of the day, are they going to use them? I want someone to steal one of these ideas so we could like play the podcast. But I fucking want rights for this. I mean, you have to just we have to write it and just put it out. Yeah, that's hard though. But yeah, like there's no modern like well done um, Napoleon movie. No, there's I, Napoleon Dynamite, but like that's. But the thing true. is, I don't want to capture. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Napoleon would be interesting, like person, but I, I wanted to really focus on the people and how they see Napoleon. Well, yeah, but you could do it like a, I don't know, but yeah, like don't make a fucking biopic about him, but take an event, yeah, centered around him, and that's and that's the that's the event I want to capture, right? Uh, and I think that would be uh, that would be cool, but we don't. All right, who would play him? One. I don't know. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Jesus. You know who would play him? Because <laughs> they're both short and shit. Um, <laughs> I don't think. I don't. I think that's Peter a, Dinklage. It's, it, it is it's a, a myth that he. It was a misconception, but he was but you want, height. But, yeah. but you want him. You want someone to play a short. Tom or, Cruise. You remember, <laughs> you remember the episode of Family Guy when he's like the same height as uh, Stewie? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Plus, he looks like him. What's way. Napoleon's real height? You all ever see The Conqueror? By the way, I don't think so. No, what's that? It's is a it, is it movie. based on him. Well, no, it's about Genghis Khan, and it's uh, it stars John Wayne as Genghis Khan. No, there's also there's also rumor that RZA is trying to do a movie on Genghis Khan. Oh really? RZA? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Okay. What's what was the last thing RZA did? Like film? Man with the Iron Fist. Two. There was a second one, right? Yeah. He was, was he, worked, he worked at a deli in a movie. Was it funny? Funny people. people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Who was going? You want to go? Saw Rizzo, me, or is yours? Are you amazed by your pick that you should save it for last? Or you want to go next? Um, because mine's not. I got good. two quick pitches. Can I do that? 
Sure. Pitch it to the cloud, and then people can make our movies. Uh, this is a story I've always been fascinated by. It's a guy named uh, Robert Smalls. He was a uh, he was an African American slave. Um, he he did some pretty crazy shit. In uh, 1862, he like uh, escaped from slavery, and he stole a Confederate ship, and he like learned like all the Confederate codes and all that shit, and he was able to uh, sail his Confederate ship from like confederate controlled waters uh to the u.s blockade and um he fucking he was the reason that abraham lincoln uh allowed african-american soldiers to serve in the union army and the navy he um defeated a ton of fucking confederate ships he uh, he helped a, a lot of uh, uh slaves escape and afterwards he uh went to south carolina and he became a politician and uh he like created like legislation and everything He's a pretty amazing dude. Well-rounded. That's you, that's crazy you that when shit? you think about it. Huh? You believe that shit? <laughs> it was a myth. <laughs> it wasn't even a ship. It was a fucking... It was just a life raft. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Hey, Didn't you have a second one, you said? Oh, you want me to say it now? I was going to let you go. No, just uh, lay them all out. Uh, yeah, the second one was uh, Ching Shi. She was a... Uh, she's a Chinese pirate. And... Um, oh. Yeah, she's pretty fucking. She's pretty incredible. She uh, she had about fucking two hundred ships when she started off. She had about two hundred thousand men manning those ships, uh, or twenty thousand. I'm sorry. Um, she was able to fucking defeat like the Chinese fucking navy. She defeated the British navy that came after her because she kept stealing shit. And eventually, they just granted her amnesty and was like, "Yeah, we'll just leave you alone. Just stop stealing our shit, and we'll give you all this money." Um, that's she, yeah, boss. She managed to defeat like whole fucking navies. I'm trying to do that to Walmart. I'm gonna steal so much from them. And they're like, all right, you have whatever you want, whenever you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If any of her soldiers like raped anybody, like on their conquest, she would fucking kill them. Jeez. She's what? A, she was a badass. Yeah. It's awesome. This is uh This almost sounds like it's not true. I have. Can, um, can shit like that? Like it's so crazy to me that it's well You will never run out of movies to make if you're going off of historical. Yeah. Because like. Shit's happening now that you can make a movie about in 40 years, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's true. I have one more. Oh, but you didn't go. I only have one, so I'll go. Okay. Uh, um, all right, so I was talking shit about British people earlier. Uh-huh. Saying that they were aristocratic <laughs> and boring, but that's not necessarily true. It's just uh, my perception of that style of or that genre. I have two really good British friends. Um or a few actually, they came to Florida once, and I had a podcast down there called the Buzzed and Broken Podcast. Hey, don't start, don't make plugs. It's dead. All right, bleep that not... out. You want to make a movie about your past podcast? No, no, I'm just I'm <laughs> the experience so... of them. I'm story building. I'm story building. I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is a dumb way to story build, but I, I like doing it, so I'm going to do it. Uh, so we they came on our podcast to discuss the differences between American culture and British culture, and it was a very fun discussion. I got to try to dig it up. It's it's a lot of fun. We were drinking, pretty drunk. He's a big history buff. Uh, he knows a lot about British history that I don't really know because you know they kind of forced American history down my throat. Funny enough, because I was in America. So obviously you didn't learn shit about the British Isle, right? You learned about. Everything happened, and then the important shit happened. The Revolutionary War. That was like that was the important event. Uh, but in England, obviously, that's 
they didn't win that, so that's not important to them. Um, but there's a lot of British history that I was trying to get through, so I started learning about uh, Claudius. You you familiar with Claudius? No. No. Claudius is the Sounds first. Sounds like an ill rapper. He's the first, like, real attempts at uh, the. He's he was a Roman, not a British person, not a, a Celtic tribal king or anything. He was with the Roman Empire. Uh, they had their sights set on on the British Isle, and they made their move um, basically. And this has never been depicted before. So, like, you have Braveheart, right? But you know how long after the Romans already landed that was? A fucking long, like, 1,200 years or some shit. Uh, Like, over a 1,000 years later. So, Romans came in contact with these tribal people way before that. And I want to know what that was like. Like, to just come in contact with so you want to So you want to know what it's like, so you want to build a time machine? No, no, but, like, I, I would, like, like, what if it was a Dunkirk-style thing where the, the Roman Empire, or you could tell it from the British side. I don't care. Or the, not British, because they weren't Britannia yeah, Br- yet, yeah, but uh, the Celtic tribes or whatever. Um, these red hair, blue-painted motherfuckers. Um, and there was, like, women army generals and shit, too. It was really interesting to read about. Uh, but basically, I want to see this event take place. They made it there and were met with battle. You know, like right, they got like to the cliffs of Dover and had to like go around. And then when they went around, I think they they were attacked and ambushed by tribes. And they worked their way up very slowly up to Scotland, very slow amount of time over a span of like sixty years or some shit. And I think that would be super interesting to see, like almost like 300, but not like stylized and gory, more yeah. like Dunkirk style, where it's like, yeah, isolated event. I want to yeah. see that channel crossing. All right, man. The first time going, because that's what made Br- um, Britain what it is today. You know, it wouldn't be the same if the Romans never fucking tried to take it over. Mm. Okay, I like that. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, why don't you uh, write the spec script and all? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't have knowledge. Like you have to read books. You There's a library to, down the street. You have to go to school. I learned a lot from this. There's a really good podcast called the British History Podcast, too. If you're mm-hmm. a history guy, he's mm-hmm. he's very good at what he does. That guy. I'll give it a listen. That sounds like interesting. It. That was fun. All right. That's it for me. You got another one, Sean? Uh, one sure last one. Um, so this is a person I've been interested in for a while now. Uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Gary McKinnon. I thought you were Gary V. <laughs> No. no, I I don't even know who that guy really is to be honest. I've never seen a video. Of him. I don't know. Uh, Gary McKinnon is uh, he's considered the world's smartest and most successful hacker, and he was able to. He was the only one to to uh, successfully um, hack NASA, and he actually got into NASA's files and he was able to like search through through pretty much fifty years of like documents and secret classified files. Word. And his his sole purpose was to basically he was curious if aliens exist. Yeah. That's the whole reason he hacked NASA. And when he was interviewed after his arrest, he was caught. He went to prison for a while. He came out of jail, and he was asked, "So did you find anything? Did you find out if aliens were real?" And he said, "I'm not going to say anything, but I just want to say that I was always right." And that's the only thing he was ever quoted saying based on like his Fuck, findings. That's terrible. Yeah, that and, hurts. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's an interesting person. There was never a film on him or anything like that, or any kind of form of media. 
Huh. Um, but yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see his life in film and what the days of him like. I can see that as like, a, like a Snowden type movie. Yeah, looks or good. something a little bit more, um, even, I don't know, darker toned sci-fi. Kind of like pie in a way. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Cool. Yeah, but he's an interesting person if you read up on him. He's uh, he he does he's pretty um uh he's pretty hidden in the world himself. He doesn't really do interviews and things like that. He's very mysterious. Word. It's cool. Yeah, and that's it for me. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. You guys want to play the game? Oh yeah, play the game. All right, How let's are we play doing this? this? Game. We're playing get oh, wrecked. Steve doesn't roll. Get wrecked, everyone. I'll go first. So I'm gonna roll the twelve sided die. Uh, Steve lost last week, so he gets dibs on choosing a winner. Oh, did I mess up your headphones? Steve gets dibs on choosing the winner. I'm sorry, the loser, a movie this week. So I rolled a three. That's not looking good You lost, bro. I was supposed to watch American Animals. Go easy on me, Steve. A four. You just got... Two, that's crazy. You barely scraped by, Just got to get a five? All right, Sean, two and a one are still on this... 12. Dude, it was almost. Oh, okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Steve, you got a movie Steve, for Shomo? You got a movie for me. It's, I'm pretty. I'm like the easiest one to pick a movie for. I might do something a little bit older. Ha, has he ever uh, seen. Um, sorry, I don't want to no, give no, you no, a no, no, no. Older? Come on, man. Give me a nice 2018 release. Has he seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Yeah, he's seen Talked it. about it on this podcast. I'm pretty sure. Did I give it to you or no? I think I gave it you to did. you. Nope. You did, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, I did. I remember that. Because uh, where Taffy made me watch it. But uh, how's your Hitchcock? Like, did you already give him a Hitchcock? Yeah, I gave him yeah. rope. Can yeah, you give me another one. You know, another Hitchcock? I don't know. I feel like I feel like, I feel like I feel like I feel like Tom doesn't watch older movies. I watch some, but like Hitchcock was more of a blind spot. It's like, I feel like it's important because I went through a Hitchcock phase a little bit when I was uh, first moved here, and I watched like I had a Blu-ray set from our buddy, and I watched like a shit ton of them. Uh, you like rope? I actually disagree with some of the things Hitchcock has said in the past, but um, I think everyone kind of disagrees with some. Have you seen? I'm gonna give you something simple. I think it's it's super engaging. Nothing too. I think this would be a perfect, just easy watch. Uh, Have you seen Rear uh, Rear Window? No, but I fucking filmed the play based on it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So you got the gist of it? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know if I want. You know what? Watch it. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll watch it. It's an easy what year. Easy. Is that one? Uh, let me double check. There's the remake. Yeah, I'll watch the remake. With um, what's his name? Superman, Christopher. Really? Christopher Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because he was already in a wheelchair at that point, so I feel like that was stunt casting. 112 minutes. No, I said the year, oh, not the, the runtime. 112 is long too, though. Not that long. It's an easy watch. It's longer than Little Stranger. No, it's not. Little Stranger is 111. You sure? I am sure. I felt... 1954. Like, okay. I'm going to look up Little Stranger, though. I don't know if that's true. How how long was it? 111. Yeah, it was, it was. Dude, it felt like 120. I remember reading that on Wikipedia. Damn. Okay. All right, well... I don't know. I, I feel g- like I feel like you're lacking on older films, and I feel like this is a simple, f- fun watch for you. I really enjoyed this film. It's not my favorite. Rope is. What, what's uh, your favorite Hitchcock? Steve? Rope. Rope. Rope is my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've seen Rope. Uh, so if that's the best it gets, I'm not that excited. Well, that's it's because it appeals to my personal taste. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Real Window, it's I think Could honestly you give it's me a like classic. a Kubrick film I haven't seen. Show me. I think you would. I think you would really like 
North by Northwest. I would because I was it's like think, a mystery, mystery adventure thriller. Yeah, North by Northwest is another great one. Yeah. I was thinking I was gonna either get North by Northwest or Rear Window, but since you know you said you want something just you know easy after the Rear no, Window, it's, it's like doesn't really require much. It's just a very nice yeah. film to watch, and I think you would appreciate it. I, just I also think he would like uh, um, Vertigo, which is considered like the best movie ever made. You don't think he'll like it? No, I think he would. Yeah, um, Vertigo's great. I've I've seen parts of Vertigo and I've seen Psycho, but it's weird to think how Vertigo is considered like basically the second best movie ever made. But it's the first Godfather Casablanca, Casablanca, or it's either Casablanca or Citizen One of the yeah. one of them. It's yeah. such a dumb like thing. Like, yeah. you can't say there's a best movie, but it's just a poll though, based yeah. on like the, that uh, category. Yeah. But they probably pulled a certain group of people. Yeah, they did. Yeah, well, they pull like uh, basically uh, anyone involved no. in like the industry. And yeah, people who partake. Partake yeah. of the of the films. Yeah. So but I realize it's. I think it's easier for me to pick films for you in particular that are a little bit older because I know you don't. It's not like you don't do it or watch older films, but I know you you don't have you haven't watched much. Yeah. Uh, it's harder for Sean because Sean's seen everything. I haven't seen everything except Fochcat. Oh. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, <laughs> have you seen it? Yeah. So you gotta assign it one day. Yeah. We, I mean, we all, yeah, we all have like blind spots. Everyone has. There's two movies that I've never seen. I never saw The Warriors, and I never saw Red Dawn. There's only two movies you've ever seen. That's weird. You've never seen Red Dawn. The remake. Or the both, original. Both really? the original. I honestly had fun. And I've always enjoyed the original, but who knows? I don't think it's aged well. Yeah. So everyone has a blind spot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one day I'll watch Foxcatcher on my own. <laughs> Anyways. All right, cool. So I'm going to watch uh, Rear Window, Secret Window, whatever. Secret, Secret Window, that's a good one. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny Depp? I remember seeing that in theaters with a girl that How really did that liked, go? liked Johnny Depp, and I did not enjoy myself. You oh. didn't like that movie? I was oh. young. That movie was panned. Was... Yeah, <laughs> did you go and see it in theaters when you were 13? No, I saw it in 13 when I was home. I didn't go to theaters. All right. And, you were, and it went... Well, he had to rub it in his face that he didn't take a, a date out to okay. go see this movie. Yeah, I didn't get my first date until 25. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Head on over to dotherightfilm.com and peep that shit. Let us know what you think. We're always looking for topic suggestions if you want to see. It could be stupid. You know, we're, we're no stranger to stupid topics. But uh, Yeah, haven't heard yeah. the whole episode? <laughs> uh, if you have a historical event that you want to made into a movie that you might find interesting uh, go ahead and send it to us so we can sell the rights to it uh, appreciate it appreciate you yeah thanks for tuning in leave us a review on iTunes and check out Instagram do the right film underscore podcast we have Facebook and we're on Twitter as well and uh, yeah I, that about does it any last words for you guys um, peace love and uh, prosperity there yeah. we go alright guys uh, have a good Labor Day. Happy yeah. Labor Day? yeah. Oh, happy Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. When you hear this, it would probably be the day after. Yeah. You really drag these things out. You know. You know. It was crazy that women go into it's labor hard goodbye. on, on yeah. Labor Day. What? Women go into labor think, on Labor Day. I don't think that's the. <laughs> no, it's just funny. Is that right? where the line is? Don't wear white after Labor Day. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where it comes from. Uh, it's funny that people have off on Labor Day because should you be doing labor? Okay. Let's end the podcast. I gotta work. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Steve, what do we need? What is that? What do we need, Steve? Catchphrase. Yeah. Oh, boy, that threw me off so bad. <laughs>